But tell me what's been new with you. Been having a really good summer with the family. Moving the kids into their own rooms has been really fun. I got to take them to Ikea and I like I was like okay we're just going for you guys so you guys are gonna like pick out a desk and pick out a chair and pick out a lamp to go on your desk and so they felt like very important. Oh my god that's so cute. So I've been putting together furniture like oh no for like a week straight. Are you sure (laughs) you've been having a nice summer? (laughs) well it's been fun because they can help yeah true like i i have them look at the plans or you know the stupid booklet that with pictures and i'll ask them like what pieces do we need like what what like can you inventory all of the hardware like and count everything to make sure we have everything and then i'll be like where did these pieces go like based on this so it's been like a really good learning opportunity and they're totally into it. Life-size Legos. Yeah, totally. Um, and they're both really good at it. Like, <laughs> probably from Legos. But I was like, dude, it took me, like, into my 20s to be able to decipher IKEA furniture. I also didn't have power tools when I was putting together IKEA furniture. So it was, like, doing the hand screwdriver oh, on every single thing. That's what I've been doing because, we like, <laughs> I've been, st- like, I'd strip I strip the the screws if I use the power tools. So I'm like, I'm like, we have two Allen wrenches, two screw, like Phillips head screwdrivers. I'm going to put them in. You do one and I'll do one. You do one and I'll do one. And it's been like super fun. Good. Ellie and I were listening to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so cute. While we were putting together her bed and like singing along. It was so fun. Do you think she'll want to be our friend when she's older? I think she's really cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And she's just like, Mom, tell me a story about, like, when you were in high school. It's really cute. So sweet. Yeah. What'd you Um, tell her? I didn't tell her stories about high school. (laughs) I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be better friends watching Friends? We went bowling today, which was oh, fun. Because <laughs> we signed the kids up for like kidsbowlfree.com. They get free games as often as you want to go. So I'm like, okay, when it's 107 degrees, 109 degrees this weekend. <sighs> Guess what we're doing every day? Do they allow um, adult beverages at the lanes as well? Oh, yes. Yeah, perfect. They hopefully open by like 10 a.m. Noon, but you know. (laughs) Still, that's close enough. (laughs) I want to go bowling so bad. I haven't done that since pre-COVID because Bowling Alley was like the grossest place on earth before COVID. I'm sure it's fine now. I mean... You just wash your hands. <laughs> we walked in and Tyler was like, uh, it's real depressing in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's back to normal. Because <laughs> it's like super dark and like mm-hmm. dingy. Everything is grimy and slimy. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the new bowling alleys are somehow really, really like sticky yeah oh we didn't we don't have a new bowling alley that we went we went to like 
country club lanes, which have probably been there for like a hundred years. One time at the vets hall in Grass Valley, I was a pin setter. Yes, I. Re- that's the manual. That's the manual yeah. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get to man two lanes and you straddle it when the balls come like. You have to just like kind of sit on the median in between the two lanes as the balls come like flying down and the pins fly down. And then you have to like try to stand them all up like really fast. Or maybe there was like a there may have been like a rack that you had to put them in and then you push a button. But you have to do two lanes at once. And it's like very highly likely you'll get hit with something. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you ever get it's hit? like a lot. Probably in the legs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I only did it once and then I didn't go back. And they gave me an extra $20 tip because they were like, no girl's ever done this before. Oh my God. And I was like, well, no one, I don't, I'm surprised anyone wants to do this. This is awful. <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, let me tell you, when we left, Tyler was like, there's definitely a type for to work at a bowling alley. Yeah. But it was like, it was like, these 25 year old like long stringy haired skinny burnouts (laughs) (laughs) so we we tried to get the bumpers for the kids um but only one of our bumpers would go up every time and then it was like stuck so they tried to like pull it up and and they it wouldn't it wouldn't go up so the one guy came back and got like the biggest size bowling shoe that they had and tucked it under and he was like this is the only thing we could do um (laughs) are you okay if this bumper just stays up for all of you (laughs) we're like sure so on the right side the bumper just stayed up the whole time but when tyler and i bowled the left side went down you probably got a better score than you would have normally surprisingly it was a hindrance because oh. if it bumped if it bumped into it at all, it would like go way off course and like into the other gutter. Oh, that sounds really fun! Bowling and a movie. I still haven't been to a movie since pre-COVID. <gasps> and that's my like ultimate. I just want to go to a film so bad. It doesn't oh matter my, what. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sarah, you should. Well, go. because because I have this baby well, that I have to yeah. get childcare for. Maybe yeah. I'll just go by myself and leave Corey here. I wanted to go with him. Dude, you should go by yourself. But some movies start at like after eight o'clock. And I'm like, I can't go to that movie. Oh, no, I would go at like four. Yeah, that's when I want to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys should go on a date. We just went on Sunday. Oh, good. What'd you guys do? Well, so I got a babysitter first and I was like, I just want to make sure we have like a two hour chunk to do anything. I don't care what. And I was, it was like early afternoon. We went downtown to, there were like three places that we've been wanting to go that we've never been to in town. And so we went to all three of them and just had like a drink at each and a snack at one and then went home. Oh, And it was like, like two hours, two and a half hours. It was just like, that was just enough to just like connect with each other we hadn't been on a date in like i don't i can't even remember like months we went without her on my birthday i turned 40 Mm -hmm. everyone that weekend we went to san juan island um with court's sister and brother-in-law and then two of our other friends um he surprised me with a boat trip and we had a sitter all day so i got like the two of us were without her but we weren't alone so Mm -hmm. Um, it was really nice to just have time. And so I was like, 
let's just do that again. Like, we can just find something to do. Adult time is precious. You're like living in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when I watch movies where people go to therapy or like shows about therapy, um, were you telling me about shrinking? Someone was telling me like, you'll love shrinking. Oh, it was Court's sister. We we watched a couple episodes of it. That's the one with uh, Jason Segel, right? Yeah. And Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, this is so f***ing unethical. Like, everything here is so unethical and so unrealistic. Like, there's no way. There's no way. I'm not a therapist. And I was like, (laughs) ooh, this is cringy. (laughs) Yeah. So when I see things now with therapy, sometimes I watch it to be like, am I doing the right stuff right? Am I doing it right? Like, what are they doing? And then sometimes I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I think that's the whole premise, though, is that he's not doing it right. Yeah. Right? But he continues, and those people stay with him. And then, like, oh, you didn't get to the end. No. Well, are there there any consequences? You got to get to the end. Okay. Okay. There's a big cliffhanger of, like, likely storm coming (laughs) i'm i think i don't know you gotta i mean i finished it but i was kind of like i don't even really like this guy that much (laughs) speaking of uh shows Mm -hmm. i started watching love island uk and oh which season the first the first one okay starting at the beginning Uh uh-huh and i'm like oh dear god what have i gotten into yeah (laughs) and then you literally like next 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 or no. It's so much trashier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. all the people, I'm like, I thought the other people were fake. This is, like, so much worse. Well, I just watched season four. I took a break. I watched, like, three seasons. Season four has, like, 60-something episodes. It just kept going. I think they just let the cameras roll. They don't yeah. cut much. No. And like, I think it plays, like, every day. Yeah, and and it's like, it's like the conversations. I feel like, especially the well, it's hard. I have to, I have to put on the subtitles because I can't understand <laughs> anybody. But I feel like, especially the men are so, like, I don't know. They're so little boys. Yeah, like oh, they're yeah. just like, oh, I don't know the way that they the way that they talk to each other i'm like are you in junior high oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's like... they all come in as these like testosterone macho like hot men and then they're all just like emotional babies they have yeah. the kid. <laughs> super insecure and all they talk about is like how the women look mm-hmm. i will say season four though um <clears throat> i was very much into the there were like multiple couples that were boyfriend girlfriend and in love like saying i love you like like they'd been together for like six like the whole time for six weeks which felt like a little bit more believable and i kept being like i can't look up anything because it's really old from like 2018 but i didn't want to look anything up until i got to the end and then i was like so excited to be like oh these guys i know these ones stayed together they definitely did and it was all like Six months, nine months, six months. Yeah. Oh, this person has kids with a different, like some other random human. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> Love Island. But I will say it felt like a less trashier season. 
as I got into the like 20, 30, 40s of episodes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm <laughs> the, in for a long the haul. Tens of dozens. <laughs> and now Temptation Island US is back. <gasps> oh no. Oh, Marky Wahlberg. Still going by that name. Still really leaning into his own name. How tan is he? Oh my God. The <laughs> beginning of it, you have to just watch the first like five minutes. He's like standing on a rock with waves crashing behind him just with his arms out like this, like <laughs> being like, it's an all new Temptation Island with twists. And it's just, and I think I told you, he gives this like really big therapeutic speech and then they're like super emotional and he's like, cool, cool at the end. <laughs> and that's how he switches to a different couple. And I was like, oh, oh no, cringe. And the people on it, like, I don't think that the people in Temptation Island, I don't think it's a low bar of caliber. Mm -hmm. That's really judgmental of me. But like the people that go on there, I mean, they just like love drama. They say they don't, but they do. Well, you go on a show called Temptation Island. <laughs> you're just like asking for a relationship to be broken up. I'm and... definitely in love. I'm coming out with my partner. You're definitely not. You just want to have an affair that's okay. Yeah. This season is I think the trashiest group of couples <gasps> I've seen. I was really? like, I was like, how are these four girls gonna live together? There's like one sort of normal girl, but she's the one that made them co like made the couple come there. But her boyfriend like he broke up with her after three years because he just wanted to date other people, and then they got back together and now they're engaged. But like everyone walks <gasps> in and he's like, ooh, I'm gonna be in trouble. Ooh, I'm already ready to move on. I was like. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, you have to remind me. Where do I find Temptation Island? I lose track of where... where I know. Where where, where the trash lives. Where... <laughs> it's, it's within your heart. It is. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, my God. There's a new episode. Um, <laughs> it's on USA. <laughs> that tells you quality of the show uh-oh i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find it I, I might still have have uh youtube tv tyler was going to get rid of it after basketball i heard he got it back he did he he started it up for the playoffs and i think we still have it because now he's watching wimbledon him and court should really live closer together because court's just like oh here's the derby oh now i'm watching this all-star baseball game oh now i'm watching whatever you know bowling tournaments or i know i i was like when do you ever watch tennis like when are you interested in tennis mm -hmm. sometimes court will be like oh look it's the the this the this golf game it's the big, oh, big deal and i'm like oh no what you don't watch golf what are you talking but he's like oh but it's at this course and i'm like okay but what that means nothing to me i don't care why do you care i know pebble beach yeah, so I That's thought it. for a long time that that really just was a beach. Oh. Oh my gosh, before we start, can I just say shout out to Mare, our friend Mare, for posting a picture of her and her friends in wedding dresses a la Friends. No way. I, yes. She posted it on her Instagram stories. And I asked her, 
can I please put this on our Better Friends podcast stories because this is amazing? And she said yes. So for this episode, I'm going to put it on our stories. Oh, my God. Because they totally recreated it. Oh, I'm so jealous. That sounds so amazing. And since our friends are pretty much the only people that listen to us, I felt like (laughs) I had to give her a shout out for that because it was so good. Don't discount those in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. We have a huge following there, right? And shout out to the Netherlands, whose government just collapsed, by the way. Oh, no. Also, yeah. all those nether people are probably your people. <laughs> I don't right? know that many people there. Oh. I was like, you have <laughs> ties there, Sarah. <laughs> Isn't it your family? I only know two, like, I know three people that live there that are all my cousins. And I guess they're partners, maybe, but I think we had in the tens of people. (laughs) Okay, are you ready? Yes. I feel like I haven't, like, done enough, like, friends reps lately. I feel a little, Uh what's the word, like, sluggish, like, behind, or not, what's the word, not tuned up? What's the word? It's not tuned up. I like that. (laughs) Whatever it's called. (laughs) You've been out of the out of the game for a while. Yeah. I'm not up to snuff. <laughs> Whatever people say. <laughs> I like this. Um, well, there's a couple, there's a couple softballs in this one. Um, okay. Okay. Number one. Who sat at the kids' table at Monica and Chandler's wedding? Ross. Yes. Whose pregnancy test did Phoebe find in Monica's bathroom? Rachel yes um (laughs) which of the friend's parents took a liking to gunther oh was it chandler's mom no no oh it wasn't emily's mom she's someone it's someone else's mom joey's mom rachel's mom i I don't it's robert geller it's judy geller yeah wow oh i don't remember that oh i thought you would get that one for sure see i'm not Whatever the word is. Toned. <laughs> Toned. Which muscle is the friend's muscle? <laughs> okay. Number four. Who p- played the part of the spitting actor? I don't remember this one. Oh, yeah. It's when Joey, he's in a movie <gasps> before, during Monica and Chandler's wedding. And he's supposed to, oh, God. It's is the it, army. There, it's the army it, one. Gary Oldham, Oldman? Yes! Oh my really? god, you're amazing. Yes. That was really good. Thank you. It wasn't until you said the, <laughs> the, the, the wedding that I was like, oh yeah, the army and the... Yeah. And he does a lot of catch in the pack. He spits on him and he's all hammered. Yeah. I don't think I could name another Gary Oldman anything, though. I just only know that from this. <laughs> I only know of one, and it's Harry Potter. <laughs> I would know that if my spouse would watch Harry Potter with me ever. Why won't he watch Harry Potter? It's amazing. His last name is Potter. I don't know what his problem is. We have some things to talk about, Court Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Why was it considered inappropriate for Ross to make a move on Cassie? It's his cousin. Very Denise good. Richards. Yep. With the hair. I 
I love when it goes to Phoebe and she's just like, <laughs> so good. Oh, you did good. Very Thanks. Good. I got four. Four out of five. Yeah. Solid B. All right. This is season two, episode seven. The one where Ross finds out. <gasps> ah! <laughs> it aired November 9th, 1995. For some reason, when I saw that, I feel like, as because we are in the Friends universe, I'm like, why are we still in 1995? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would have progressed by now. Yeah. But, um, we're still in 1995. So it was written by Kaufman Crane and Michael Borco. Oh. Borkow? Borco. <laughs> I don't know how to say last names. I think this is the first time we've seen him, but he was, he wrote 73 episodes of Friends between seasons two and four, which is a lot. A lot. So he's like, he like got in and like really stayed in for a couple of years. Yeah. And he also wrote for Roseanne and Malcolm in the Middle. Just a sidebar about Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know if you still watch It's Always Sunny or if you like that show no i do like that show a lot i like was really into it in college and i have never gone back to it but i just forget about it i love it they yell a lot which is what people's main complaint is i like it but i like um, it too and people are like they're such bad people and i'm like i know that they're not meant to be good people but their most recent season i think it was the finale has aaron paul and frank cranston on it and they're mm-hmm. like hawking a celebrity alcohol and um brian cranston's like bankrupt because he blew through all his money and aaron paul's like trying to help him get back on track by like doing this endeavor and brian cranston's it's like weak <laughs> weak guy that's being controlled by aaron paul but um anyway they keep referring to them as the malcolm in the middle guys they're like oh it's the dad and the kid from malcolm in the middle <laughs> Oh my god. He kind really of does funny. look like the kid, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he so. so the kid, I forget his his Frankie name. Muniz. Oh, Frankie. Good job. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was one of the act like child actors that got out. Yeah. Hollywood and like became he did went on to do something else. Don't know what that is, but that's probably what he wants. <laughs> He's in a show. I just saw him. I just saw his face on. Really? Yeah. He. Oh. He's a like a he does car racing. That's what I thought. Like I saw him on like one of those. Uh, but I thought it was just clickbait. So I didn't click on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is according to. What is this? Wikipedia. But I wanted to. Just, oh, I just saw cool. his face show up on on some show that like some of the 50 apps I have that was like, you would like this show. I'm like, oh, that does look good. But I don't know. I'll have to figure out what it is. Well, he can't race cars and be on TV. I mean, that's what you think. <laughs> that's true. I don't know anything about either one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Just Frankie Muniz really doesn't. (laughs) Back to our episode. 
It was directed by Peter Bonners, and I pronounced it correctly this time. Oh, good. Do you have any interesting tidbits or facts about this episode? Nothing just from the outright. I have stuff peppered in between inside, but mm-hmm. or inside, inside my notes. <laughs> peppered inside. That feels good. My brain isn't toned. Um, <laughs> feels good. Um, but nothing from the outright. It's not. I'm. I'm really surprised this isn't in my book. The next episode is, but this one isn't. Really? I'm like, this was a pivotal thing. People waited and waited for. Well, I I do have, um, I wanted to share that this episode is rated number two in NBC's Six Favorite Friends episode countdown. I didn't actually search to see what was number one. <laughs> so we'll just leave you guessing. But it was, this is, this is number two. I wonder if it's the finale. Maybe. Probably. Because they, they kissed there too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, to your point, this is their first real kiss. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. the laundry room was not, like the laundromat was not a real kiss. No. I read something that said that in the reunion, Jennifer Aniston is like, oh, this is the first time we kissed was in this coffee shop. And um, people were like, no, it wasn't. It was the laundromat. But then people were like, well, that was a friend kiss. And then there was also a kiss they had in a dream of hers in like the first season, I think. So technically they did like have a romantic kiss. It just wasn't in the, like, the storyline proper. I, w- I wonder if those little kisses in- before this like built up some of the tension between the two to like culminate in this amazing scene because my god there's a lot of tension at the end of this episode and there is some great ross and rachel acting physical comedy like emotion it's it's all there mental emotional physical sexual it's all I got goosebumps at one Anger, point. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Then there's these other weird-ass storylines going on on the side that I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. Hurry up, hurry up. It's true. <laughs> there is one tidbit that I was going to, that I had for later, but to piggyback off your, um, the number two in the countdown, um, in the 2008 Primetime Emmys, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences honored TV's most memorable moments determined by an online vote. And the kiss between Ross and Rachel is rated number one of TV's most memorable moments. Wow. That's that's really awesome. That's big time. Um, yeah. I was trying to find the number of viewers for this episode because I know it was like built up for like mm-hmm. it was like a, there was a teaser of like, oh my god, they're gonna kiss. Um, and I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well. Don't have that. Bums. (laughs) Okay. Um, Did you say bums? Like bummer? Yeah. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I wanted to share. So, you know, we always source from probably the same... (laughs) <laughs> the, the same websites every time for the most part but I have to tell you the only review of this episode on IMDB I had to share because 
it like made me giggle so hard. The subject line, so this is from March 18th, 2021. So relatively recently, a review from Bevo13678. And the subject line is dud. And the only thing this review says is, I can't believe I stopped watching Death in Paradise to watch this. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, wait, is that a quote from the episode? And then I saw this review. No, no, it's like, so then I was like, wait, what's Death in Paradise? Please tell me you looked it up. I was like, is this a trashy show that Sarah and I have to start watching? (laughs) Because it sounds like one of our shows. Yeah. It is not. It's, it's a British show about like a guy that goes to a tropical island to investigate murders. And it looks, it actually looks kind of funny, but it's not the, it's not what I thought it would be. So mm. I might check it out, but not until I'm <laughs> done watching all like, you know, thousand episodes of <laughs> Of, of the first season. Love Island UK. <laughs> there is a new show that I saw that's being like, it's being promoted back to back as like a double header night with Temptation Island. It's oh God, called, what is it? It's called, I think it's called like the Big D or the... the. Oh, that's like akin to F-Boy Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's like, okay, so it's a bunch of... Okay, hang on. Six divorced couples go to Costa Rica for another chance at love, whether that be with their former spouse or one of the other divorcees. Oh, my God. The big D. I'm definitely going to be looking at that. Oh, I definitely added it to my queue for sure. (laughs) We went to our first um, music class today. This oh, afternoon. Cute. She really liked when they dumped the instruments out. The rest of it, she was just kind of like, I don't know. Just like skeptical. Yeah. But then they got the scarves out and she loves, she has a scarf here that she just like holds, she like puts it around her head, kind of like a nun. She puts it around her neck and she walks around. I didn't teach her that at all. I never showed her. What? And I love it because they're my mom's old scarves. So I asked Brianna, do you have any that you don't want? Like, from when we used to wear them in our hair and stuff i gave her all mine and um so she gave me some and sunny like the one that she uses all the time is my mom's and she just like holds it like this (laughs) that's so fascinating how do they how do they know those things Mm. it's really wild i don't know i can't wait to see like what kind of little person she grows into She's such a little firecracker. Oh, my God. I know. She is climbing. Oh, I was trying to send you. I'll see if I can send it to your other phone. But she was trying to climb into her crib. And she was shirtless. And so I took a picture of the back of her. And it's just like rippling muscles. Like, she's so buff. (laughs) Dude, when she starts to shed that baby fat. Like, it's like Brighton. He has no body fat he mm-hmm. climbed me today literally <laughs> climbed up my body into a piggyback like up my back used used the backs of my calves and like the backs of my thighs and like like shimmied up me like a tree are you still able to stand up are you okay yeah. <laughs> 
We're all in, we're all 40 now. We need to be careful. <laughs> I was bracing myself on the counter. I'm like, okay. just go, just go. Okay. <laughs> I got a text from someone when I turned on my birthday and they were like, oh, welcome to the club. And I was like, well, it's really tired in this club. I don't want to be here. It's really tired. God, I want to be one of those like old ladies that can do like handstands, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> I could do them when I turned 30. I could do a headstand. That's impressive. I was in really good shape. I was working out all the time mm-hmm. and I practiced it. You have to practice and then you can learn it. But I don't really have the desire to practice it. <laughs> no, I'm just scared about like doing doing the like bend to the wall. <laughs> like yeah. having, having my feet go over my head and hitting the wall. I don't trust myself to be able to do that. <laughs> That took me two weeks of, like, stressing out about to start that. Yeah. To flick up against the wall. That That's scary. Yeah. I've just been doing, like, pike push-ups, mm-hmm. which are just like, boop, 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 boop. And I'm like, maybe this will be my starting point. Yeah. Any goal is a good goal. It's okay. That's true. That's true. Also, pikes are hard and that puts you're using like a different muscle you're not using your biceps when you're doing like you're using like all this under here whatever this stuff is the The, like the the chicken wing yeah (laughs) so i am like i always work with all these people that have like all this trauma from their parents and like obviously i have trauma from certain traumatic events but i have this like really my mom was like so about body acceptance and like accepting everybody and she talked all the time about her chicken wing under here. And I like live in mortal fear. I'm like constantly touching this. And I don't really? necessarily do any exercises for it because all I do is lift a child all day. But I am like so scared of getting like flabby down here. And it's because I heard my mom talk about it all the time. And I just like internalized it. Dude, got to talk positive about your body around your kids. Because yeah. that like what you're in it like can inadvertently do yeah you don't even realize it's happening it's it's crazy and it happens way earlier than you think it does Mm -hmm. they know like she already knows stuff like i have to stop talking about food stuff around her because it's already like oh she doesn't like that and that like she can already pick up on those kind of things or like oh you tried that before I, i have to like i can't ask if you if she wants stuff i just have to put food down and just be like Yep. We're yep. having fun. <laughs> this is what's for dinner. <laughs> and I told Court, like, I'm so stressed about giving her a complex around food. Like, how do I make food, like, okay, but also healthy? Like, encourage healthy things, but also not restrict bad things because I have no shut off for certain things because I wasn't allowed to have them. And so how do I do it? I have a girl. What do I do? <laughs> he's just I like, know. you know, it's all about balance. And I'm like, that doesn't work for anyone except you. <laughs> We don't know what balance is. <laughs> Can I give our summary? When Chandler complains about being repellent to the opposite sex, Phoebe mentions she feels the same way when she puts on a little weight. Chandler is appalled, but Monica jumps at the opportunity to take on Chandler as a workout project since she is unemployed and volunteers to be his personal trainer. Meanwhile, Phoebe can't figure out why her boyfriend won't sleep with her. That's the stupid part of this episode, by the way. 
Yeah. Side note. Ross and Julie plan on getting a cat to take their relationship to the next level, which sends Rachel over the edge. While she's on a date trying to move on, she leaves a drunk message on Ross's answering machine, revealing her feelings for him. That really sums it up. Yeah, none of the other little stupid storylines matter. It's just all about... It's all... Honestly, this is all about Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, even Julie is just, like, so off. Just, like, no one cares about you. Get out of here. (laughs) Well, and even, like, honestly, until the last scene, even Ross is just, like, a figure to bounce Rachel feelings and, like, storyline off of until until that last bit. And Mm -hmm. she, she is so good. She's so good. In this whole episode. Yeah, she's so good. She plays so many different emotions and states and yes, just um, feelings. It's so good. Yep. So let's get in. Let's do it. We open at the girl's apartment. And Chandler says, is there something repellent about me? And yes, there is. It's your sweater. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> he is literally wearing the world's ugliest sweater in his famous, like, color-blocking style, but it is Oh, it's so bad. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. And also, then Ross is like, well, how was the party? And I'm like, what party is Chandler going to that no one else is going to? Yeah, I don't know. He wouldn't be. Maybe it's a work party. Maybe. I do like Phoebe's colorful, weird shirt in a weird way. It was, like, ugly cute. Did you see that it's paired with a bright blue mini skirt? Yes. And that it's tied up at the waist? And I was like, this is a very strange, like, only she could wear that. But it's very strange. It's like, I don't know, like, resort. It's like Clueless goes to a resort. It's weird. Yeah, because it's very blue. It's a very blue mini skirt. It's almost like bright blue corduroy or something. (laughs) Yeah, like Grecian Grecian roof blue. <laughs> yeah. Like the eyes of that boy you had the biggest crush on ever. It's those oh, blue. That yes. Blue. <laughs> yes. The light shining right in them. Ugh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just love how Phoebe just casually says like, oh, I feel <laughs> the same way when I put on weight. He's just like, come again, what? <laughs> and she's like, well, it's not weight. It's more like insulation. <laughs> Oh, good. And of course, Monica, she's literally says, I am unemployed and want a project. Dire need of a project. And dire need. Yeah. Is she, are we meant to believe that she is a fitness person just because she has like the world's tiniest frame? No, I think that, I, so I feel like the fitness piece is just the energy that she has. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't even think she, I, I think she just go. she's like the energizer bunny. She just mm-hmm. goes and goes and goes and never knows how to stop. Yeah. Hence, at the end of the episode, yeah. when Chandler, like, <laughs> deflates br- her. Brings, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I feel like she's just like, oh, I I do this all the time. Let me do this w- with you. Yeah. But I don't think she's a fitness person. Yeah. Because I was thinking back to when she went to tap class with Manana as Manana. And she was super uncoordinated but she did try like she did Mm -hmm. do it so i guess the energy is there yeah i have nothing else before the credits no 
he agrees. And the next scene after the credits is the apartment hallway where Chandler is wearing the worst oh outfit that a man could ever wear. <laughs> oh my God. I like started writing my note. I was like, what, what is he wearing? And then she goes like, you can't wear those shorts. And I was like, oh, good. They addressed it. I thought they were just yeah. going to let that lie. He's literally wearing tiny bike shorts <laughs> and a like burgundy sweatshirt. Monica looks super cute in her little like crop top workout thing and crop sweatshirt. Super, super current. Oh, yeah. 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 She could wear that now and be like, I want to look like that. But Chandler's literally wearing the most unflattering thing a man could ever wear <laughs> in any situation. Just super small on the bottom and like huge up top, like drowning with a really but, unflattering washed out color. But there's not even any overlap. You know, <laughs> that was the worst part is like the sweatshirt stopped where the <laughs> shorts began. <laughs> that sweatshirt is definitely I don't know if you remember this in junior high. Kmart used to have five dollar sweats. Yes. And they were like of the cheapest quality and you could get the matching sweatshirt and mm-hmm. which now would be like super awesome. Like people wear that all the time. Um, At the time it was not. I wore them to school and it was like mildly cool in the grunge days. But. That looks like the sweater he's wearing. Yes. I love that it then cuts to a macho man montage. Yeah, I said a comedic exercise montage set to macho man. But they show him and Monica running outside the coffee shop and he's super sweaty and he just gets in a cab. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just go home? You live right there. Where are you getting in the cab to? (laughs) I felt like it was just... And another example to say, like, he's going to cheat as much as possible. Yeah, right. But yes, it makes no sense. And then she's like, oh, do five more sit-ups and I'll flash you. And he starts doing sit-ups and she looks so, like, pleased with herself. And I'm like, ew. Five, Monica. (laughs) Five. And then he only does two and a half and wants to see one. And she hits him like it's the most disgusting, vile request and she makes this awful face. And I'm like, you literally just offered your body for five setups. Yeah. It seemed, and which also seems very un-Monica to be like, I'll yeah. totally flash you if you're in five setups. At least go to 50. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Tyler has no body fat, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they do end up together, though. So like, maybe there's like some sexual chemistry here that yeah. we just don't. No, oh, no. I, I think that that's sprinkled in all of the earlier episodes, like little little things like that. It makes sense. Like your brother's best friend, like mm-hmm. you probably, yeah. I mean, we know a true life fairy tale of that exact yeah. thing. Exactly. So we go back to the coffee shop and Chandler's sitting with Joey and he's so sore he can't even pick up his coffee cup. And the reserved sign is on the table and I started Googling because I couldn't remember if we'd seen it before or not mm-hmm. and I know there's like a lot of there's a lot of fan theories around the reserved sign and Gunther recently weighed in so from insider.com fans have long wondered how they were all able to get prime seating and some theorize it's because Gunther made sure of it because he had a crush on Rachel and he said uh what's his name um 
So his last name is Tyler. I can't remember what is Michael. He has something. Three first names. Yeah, it's something Michael Tyler. So anyway, something Michael Tyler. He says, <laughs> I read about that recently too. I never did that. That was probably one of the set designers. I'm guessing maybe one of the writers. I'm not sure who was responsible for it, but I do remember seeing it. It really never occurred to me why it was there, the sign. Um, but it makes a lot of sense that Gunther put it there in retrospect. And he said, there are a lot of little Easter eggs which are in there that people will be looking for for years to come. Awesome. Maybe we'll find some of them. Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of Gunther, I do want to say that this is the first episode where he is named when at the very end when Rachel closes the doors when she's locking up and she says, bye, Gunther. You don't really see him, but it's super, super quiet. And that's it's really exciting. It's, a, it's an opening to a new era. One of the Easter eggs as well is that Joey and Chandler have matching gelled hair. Oh, God. It's like real late 90s, like boy bandy gelled, you know, that like kind of spiky, but uh-huh. not yet bleach tips. Yeah. Gross. Phoebe's dressed like a conservative PTA mom. Oh, my God. Okay. When she comes in, I cannot handle the size of her buttons. It's so <laughs> <laughs> they're so big and so gold they look like like the 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 gold ornaments on a christmas tree but like on a sweater and the sweater like goes up to her top of her collarbone already and it's and then there's a black turtleneck up yeah. further and it's also very like Christmassy color. It's like that, yeah, like reddish it's color. The same freaking burgundy that Chandler was wearing. Yeah. And then his awful sweater in the first scene is cream in that awful burgundy. Ugh. I mean, it's November, so it maybe. Yeah, but the... gross. It's awful. No. <laughs> but she comes in, you know, complaining about how her boyfriend basically won't put out. I love Joey's euphemism of like maybe he drives his car on the other side of the road if you know what i mean (laughs) and she's just like he's not british i thought that was so funny i really liked that is monica come in right after that yeah she comes in and like hits (laughs) she hits chandler on the top of the head with a racket and it's like let's go play racquetball and at first i was like monica and racquetball and then i realized in a later season that her dad asks Chandler to play racquetball with him and that he plays racquetball. So it does track that maybe she played with her dad, except that he didn't invite Chandler to play. He invited Chauncey. So (laughs) yeah. Um, Also what a nineties sport is racquetball. I played a few times with my dad in the nineties. Me too. I don't like it. It's too scary and overwhelming. The sound is horrifying. And you never know where the ball is going or coming. <laughs> where is the ball? I can hear it everywhere. <laughs> and you're no, in a tiny that. little room and it just ricochets <laughs> God, it's awful. Some so some of the gyms I go to still have racquetball courts and I'm like, Oh yeah. Why? Oh, ours does, and people play all the time and you have to like reserve it. No. No thanks. So then Ross is canoodling Julie. Outside of the window, which of a very public place, there it's kind of gross. 
He's not like, even canoodling her outside the window. He's pushing her up against the window. I know. At least go against the wall. Yeah. Like, not Ew. the window. Because people are sitting literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, like, so rude. And it's the middle of the day, and it's not a bar. Like, if it was nighttime and a bar, maybe. But no. Gross. She's wearing, like, a really off-putting colored coat, too. I just... What color was it? I didn't even I notice. Think it's either like pink or orange, and I just was kind of Ew. like, "Oh, Julie, like oh, the innocent little Julie." <laughs> that was a really good jealous Rachel impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julie! <laughs> I really love how Rachel's just like, "Yeah, jealous Rachel's in the past. I have a date lined up. I'm moving on." But she's clearly not because she's just like, "Yeah, he can push her up against that window as much as she as much as he wants." Just throw her through the through the thing for all I care. <laughs> and when Phoebe sees them, she's like, ooh, ooh Rachel, don't look. And Rachel's like, what? That was funny. Yeah. Um, but Monica Monica has no boyfriend, no job, no nothing going on, but she can set Rachel up on a date with someone. Why doesn't she go out with Michael if she has nothing going on? Cause she probably is never mind. That was really mean. He's a dud. <laughs> Cause uh... Yeah, he's a dud. <laughs> I, I, when she, when Rachel was on the date with him, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, I have some comments about his hair later. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Rachel devolves so quickly in the scene. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. When they're like, oh, we're gonna get a cat. Which, by the way, no, cats do not do well moving from house to house. <laughs> Right. I was like, how on earth is this halftime cat supposed to work? The cat's going to hate that. And how long has it been? How long? I don't know. I don't know. A couple weeks? A couple months? Half a year? At, at best, it's been a few weeks. Like, there's no way it's been that long. That's so fast. It's so creepy. Also, that, like, sharing a cat with someone when you don't live together... Is just ripe with like re- relationship destroy factor. Oh yeah, that's what divorced people do. Yeah, not what yeah. people starting a relationship do. At first, I was like, oh my god, they already live together. And then when she's like, half time with me, half time with him, I was like, this is stupid. This cat is gonna pee all over all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so mad. Oh my god. What a terrible idea. These animals need routine. (laughs) Yeah. Not disruption constantly. (laughs) Also, Ross is like, oh, I want fluffy Meowington's cat toys. Monica is allergic to cats. Also, you don't give another cat another cat's (laughs) cat toys. You do if it only lives with you half time. That's true. And Rachel's so worked up. She just like literally walks out on her shift. That was so funny. (laughs) She's just like, I hope you have a really good night. And I hope you two have a really good cat. (laughs) She just doesn't know what to do with herself. She does a good flustered. Yeah. Oh, and she's, yeah, she's clearly so upset. It's, it's so great. But then goes on the date. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. The only background note that I put about this is about the tables. Okay, two things. One, there are tiny little lamps on these tables. 
where like normally there would be like a candle or something but there's like a weird like desk lamp on each of these <laughs> dining tables that's so weird it's like a little miniature like shade with a lamp second their wine glasses are like something you would find out of a thrift store where it's like the the like crisp the tulip crystal that's like so tiny it fits like an ounce of of liquid in it they're so little it was i was just like what is happening where are we i would not pay for that wine no it does make it easier i guess for her to down it if it's small but and make it seem like wow she's drinking so much yeah or like just get a bottle and keep refilling it that is a strategy. Sometimes I use a small cup to be like, I haven't had that much. Or I fill it really small and then fill it 10 times. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't even this much. Oh, man, I do the opposite where I just take a big glass and I'm like, I'm only having one. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Apparently the restaurant they go to is called The Saloon and it's not spoken, but the exterior is shown as a transition shot and the restaurant closed in 2019. It's a real place. Oh, but I do have some facts about Michael, if you'd like to know about him. He looks really familiar, and I can't tell if, like, he was giving me, like, Bob Odenkirk. Is that him? No. I was getting those vibes. Yeah, same. Yeah, it looks like a very, like, young... Something also about his hair just felt, like, Odenkirky. Yeah. I agree. And it's funny because he appeared on Better Call Saul in an episode oh really in 2022 yeah okay i still have not watched that show oh well that's with bob odenkirk so yeah well i yes come on okay i don't know i hope i say his name right ari a-r-y-e gross that's his last his last name is gross oh (laughs) (laughs) ari gross i think that's how you say it plays michael so he's best known for his tv role on ellen as adam green for the first three seasons Mm -hmm. which i never actually watched ellen i only saw the one where she came out yeah i didn't either because like this episode that was hyped up big time Mm -hmm. so this is super fascinating to me i think you'll appreciate this did you watch the wonder years do you like the wonder years um i i did but not like religiously i watched like some episodes so he played the adult voice of Kevin Arnold on the pilot of The Wonder Years when it first aired after Super Bowl XXII. Is that 22? Yeah. 22. Good job. So on the pilot, and it aired with his voice, the narration was re-recorded using Daniel Stern from um, Home Alone and other things uh, for the pilot when it subse- subsequently re-aired, and then he was the narrator for the entire run. But this guy was the original voice of Kevin Arnold. Isn't that wild? I want to go back and see that. Yeah. He was had like a bunch of random parts in a lot of different random shows. But I just like found the most recent ones, which was Better Call Saul in 2022. And then he was in Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. The one, the most recent one? 2022. What? So he, I don't think, I think he played like a, I don't know if you played a victim. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Then there was a whole list of movies and there's nothing, no movies since 2019. But the most, I looked at like, what's the most recent movie I've heard of that he was in? A lot of them are short films. 
The most recent one I actually heard of was Minority Report in 2002 and Gone in 60 Seconds in 2000. Wow. Okay. But it seems like he's worked really regularly, but they're they're not like leading roles. He does a lot of just like one-offs and a lot of theater as well. Okay. But he's nervous and it might be because his hair is so terrible. (laughs) Well, and it also might be because Rachel is obsessed with cats and drinking a lot. (laughs) I I kind of feel bad for him. She's kind of like the most quintessential miserable date. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's so hung up on someone else and just getting drunk so quickly. (laughs) And this poor guy having just gone through a divorce, this must be so triggering and just so like I mean, it's just so not what anyone needs, yeah. but it's so not what he needs at all. She's got this like Chinese style inspired, like really high neck dress. And she does wear a dress like that in a much later season as well. I thought of you with her whole hair situation because there were so many pieces that could not be tucked behind her ear. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's got definite, her hair is like turning into drunk hair. Yes. Yes. I love when she's just like snapping and it's just like, oh my God. She's just like, it's just this thing. It's this thing. And (laughs) I'm like, there are red flags just popping up all over the place. And at some point he's like, oh, we've been here for an hour and a half. And I'm like, you sat there for an hour and a half? When he continues. He just like continues. <laughs> she's she's so good at being like the worst date ever, though. She's really good at that like subtle drunkenness. She has the physical mannerisms and also a little bit of the slurred speech and and oh my god, it's so good. And the facial just kind of like, huh? Yeah, like staring out, staring out into the <laughs> the, like... the middle distance. <laughs> like it takes a while to process what's being said. Yeah. But she's not that far in yet drinking. She's no. just really into the cats. Yeah. No, she's she's just hung up for like real, real hard. Is this when he's like, oh, is this an ex-boyfriend? And she's like, he wishes. Yeah. <laughs> she's so bitter. <laughs> oh, that's that's where it's like all the red flags are starting to come up. It's just like, oh, you're not even that drunk yet. But then we go back to the coffee shop and Phoebe is feeling kind of like Chandler did at the very beginning, just like repellent, not sexy. But Joey's there to console her. She's like, oh, I'm not sexy enough. That's why he won't have sex with me. And I was like, your outfit agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> but then Joey's like, great butt, excellent rack. Oh and my I God. just love their dynamic so much. I know. She's just like, really? So sweet. <laughs> and like, but it's like this little coy, like, oh my God, their chemistry is so good. And like, I don't understand why they never got together, but Rachel and Joey did. Oh, which is like, that is the most repellent thing. That is the most repellent. I'd watch any of this fashion over that. It's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Those few episodes are rough. The only thing I will say that came out of that is the Ross is fine one. I will. <laughs> I do enjoy that. One of the best episodes ever. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Yes. No. That is like probably the most like memorific episodes mm-hmm. also. But Joey's advice is 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 good. It's just like just ask him. And the her response is so good. She's just like, "Oh, you are so yum." I know. Monica and Chandler 
training's not going well. No, there's there's a silent fight in the <laughs> outside the window where they are on a run and like doing this. I love that she she's so always so strong and like pushes people down. And then he gets back up and she's like, oh, no. And he just starts walking <laughs> firmly towards her. <laughs> oh but like, God. are we, af- would you be afraid of Chandler? Probably not. No, more afraid of Monica. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of afraid of, Rachel's real drunk when we go back to the restaurant. Oh, and she's still stuck on the cat. I This poor guy. He's still there. <laughs> I love when... He's like, oh, you just need closure. And she's like, that's what I need. You're so brilliant. Closure. And then she's like, how do I get that? (laughs) I love the way that she turns to the guy behind her to borrow his phone. And it was just like, I just, I'm going to give it right back. I just need it for a second. And he's just like, kind of standoffish. And she's like, okay, you're being a little weird about your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime someone is is so blitzed that they like question social norms that aren't norms is so funny to me <laughs> and did you see the guy's like wife or whoever she's just like ew give it to her like yeah. get her away from us <laughs> yeah. but she's just like this guy what's wrong with him yeah. <laughs> so good. do you want to know about the phone guy oh yeah barry diamond is his name Ooh, good name Ooh. i know right i i assume that's his real name because there was no like stage name yeah that's good so, he's an american comedian who released one album called fighter pilot in 1983 he continues to perform stand-up comedy today <laughs> okay i'm gonna check out barry diamond <laughs> he apparently played a comedian in an episode of seinfeld oh so really playing against his own type for sure <laughs> this guy barry diamond apparently had a major role in 1984's bachelor party have you ever heard of this movie no it starred Tom Hanks. What? Yeah. So then I'm like just offhandedly like, hey, Court, have you ever heard of this movie? And he goes, yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Court goes, it's a raucous classic Tom Hanks 80s party film. <laughs> I guess I got to watch that film. I've never heard of it. He was a regular on the half hour comedy hour in 1983 on ABC. That's about all I could find from him. <laughs> Um, sorry, I was just looking up Bachelor Party. <laughs> I think if you just Google Bachelor Party, it probably, you'll get some different results. It's a very young Tom Hanks. We should watch this next time we hang out. Yeah. There are nuns, there's tennis, there's all sorts of stuff <laughs> happening. Oh my god, there's like, they're making chicken, they're fixing cars. It's described as an American sex comedy film. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I'm watching the trailer on mute. Someone's kissing him in a welding helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we need to watch this film. So I just stumbled on something that says, why is Bachelor Party rated R? And this is from commonsensemedia.org, which I assume is um, probably conservative. Uh, family values it's very conservative yeah it it says that like 
kids can't watch Harry Potter 1 until they're 13. Here's their take on it. They said, The main content concern is the very graphic sexual content from start to finish, including frequent female nudity, breasts, butts, and vaginas, and, capitalized, a lot of very descriptive and frank sexual dialogue. Good bit of profanity, too, in case that bothers you. (laughs) Good bit of profanity in case that bothers you. Oh, we should watch it. We should definitely watch it. One thing I thought was really funny was she wants Ross to name the cat Michael. (laughs) And I've always loved where she's like, I am over you. And that, my friend, is what they call closure. And then it's just like, slap, ice bucket. Yes. One of my favorite scenes from this entire series. The way that she makes closure into like three syllables. She's like, closure. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, it's so good. And then she just starts drinking again. I know. It's so amazing. But then we go back to the training duo, right? (laughs) Monica, it's like Turbo Monica, knocks on the door and Chandler is just not having it in his robe. (laughs) It's God's day. It's Sunday. Oh, my God. She is literally insufferable, though. Like, oh, yeah. like, I'm the energy train and you are on board. Woo, 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 woo. I was like, I would shut the door and leave my own apartment also. Absolutely. She's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's all like a, if we want to therapize it, it's just like, she's, she's projecting because she's miserable. Yeah. She, she needs just something to do so that she yeah. doesn't fall into a deep hole of despair. Yeah. We cut to Rachel sitting at the table with a bottle of aspirin being hungover, which she does not look hungover, by the way. I have a huge problem with this. (laughs) I've never looked that good in any pajamas ever. No, in my most soberest, most well, like, well healthified (laughs) version of myself has never looked that good. I had no. a huge problem with it. And apparently she got so drunk that she blacked out on her date. Yeah, and your hair looks perfect and your skin looks perfect. And you're not puffy at all. Oh, oh, I'm just I having get... this one aspirin and then walking back to my bedroom. So beautiful. <laughs> I get so puffy. Oh my God. Yeah, same. I saw a picture of myself at a child's birthday party when I knew I was, I was hungover. And I was like, oh God. I didn't right. even look like that when I was pregnant. oh but ross stopped by to pick up the cat toys but this entire interaction start to finish where he's like do you know anything about them where they are and she's just like oh i don't know and then he's like oh can i check my messages and she's just like yeah it's fine like walking away like it's just all so natural and so well written and so well acted yeah the whole thing is just so good everything even when even when he comes in and she's like looking at him like yeah like staring at him and he's like why are you looking at me and he's like she's like i don't know something like i had a dream about your thing something something's back here yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know they must have practiced that like leap off the couch onto him it's amazing and so believable too yeah no it's it's so fluid he's just like oh who's Michael? And she's just like, no, 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 no. And just like leaps across the room onto his back. Oh God. And they each had feelings. It's just, 
Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, okay, we just like dissect one at a time yes. both of their performances. Yeah, because I'm getting really escalated. I know, I I know you're <laughs> you're starting to wring for, your hands for clipped. Yeah. <laughs> when okay, when Rachel realizes that he heard it, she just like retreats into the couch she does the thing where she goes on her hand or her knees and buries her face in a pillow like and puts her butt up in the air and it's just like oh god please bury me right now yeah and then and then when he's asking her like like what what and she's picking at the couch cushions and she's just like uh i had i had kind of sort of had feelings for you and she's just like not looking at him but just like really looking at the couch pillow yeah it's so believable and i don't know if those are acting choices some of them or if it's all really written but it's incredible like i actually had a client today a teenage client who needed to tell me something like really heavy and personal and she was like is it okay if i don't make eye contact while i tell you this and like that reaction of rachel's is so Mm -hmm. real oh god yeah and then and and then ross is just like dumbfounded he's like looking at nothing (laughs) and he can't figure out like even how to speak he's just like you're over me when were you when were you under me (laughs) Oh my god! And his awkward stammering of like, "When did he? When did he? When did he? When did he?" Yeah. <laughs> so I love how the difference in their reactions, where Rachel is just like retreating and wanting to like hide, and he's just like, "I have to stand. I have to lay down. I have to walk. I have to like." He's like, "I need to be active. I don't know what to do with my body." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until he's finally like. I need to go get a cat. I can't deal with this. And he just like walks out. But the buzzer happens first. Julie buzzes up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like super like happy and animated. So when did you see her face when the buzzer goes off? Her face is so she is just like. Like she just looks at it. And it's like part of that just kind of like. Like, the drunk stare, but also, like, so angry. Like, I can't... What is that? Why is that existing? Like, partially hungover. Like, I hate hate that noise. That's so angering. It's also just, like, I know what that is. I know who's on the other side of that. And that is, like, ruining my life. Yep. And then Ross is like, I'll be right down. His staccato is so amazing. Like a robot. Yeah. Then he's like, yeah, I have to go get a cat. And I was like, dude, you you probably shouldn't go get a cat. Like, Don't go get a cat. Lots of red flags happening. Yes. But I love not fine Ross so much. It's my favorite. Oh, he can't he can't be normal ever. <laughs> no, it's so relatable because I feel that. I know. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> he just becomes like a caricature of himself. Yeah. <laughs> when did he when did he when did he? <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of of Alec Baldwin in 30 Rock where he's trying to do the commercial and he's like I don't know what to do with my hands and he like puts two mugs and he's like this feels right that's that's one of my favorite scenes ever in anything like you're not acting like a human being no (laughs) that's my life by the way 
I need two mugs in my hands. That would probably make me more normal if I had two mugs. I'm constantly just like, I don't know what to do with these. What do I do with these? Help me. We go to the boys' apartment next. What is Joey watching? It's so funny. He's watching a rabbi play electric guitar. And also, Ashley, I have to tell you, lately, Court has been watching MTV every night. What? Oh, God. What is he watching? Please It's just like videos. And it's like 90s rock block or like the rap block. And I'm just like, I've seen the Umbop video probably like five or six times in the last couple weeks. I've seen, um, what was the other one? Oh, I've seen White Wedding like three or four times recently. I'm always like, why have I seen this video recently? And I'm like, why is this what you're spending your time doing? (laughs) And he's like, because they used to have videos. Like, but we don't need to watch them now. (laughs) That's really funny because. Oh, my God. Especially because you mentioned the Mbop video. Because (laughs) all of the sudden, Ellie loves that song. And so she's like, can we play Hanson? And I'm like, where are we? Who, when, when How are long we? has it been? <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm like, I'm sorry that you didn't know it was a timeless classic, but I sure did. I love that jam. It is a banger. No. <laughs> it's a happy Mormon banger, but it's a banger. <laughs> Sarah, I think that boys need to have like, buzzing i think no i think they need to have like the constant like like stream of something Mm. you know like sports or music videos or whatever it is it's like constant like stimulus to like i don't know regulate their minds it makes me crazy i'm like no one is watching this tv that's on in the kitchen for like the last hour who left it just sitting here playing Wimbledon I don't give a rat's ass about this <laughs> yeah the MTV he like sits down and watches it intentionally like chooses it and like back in the day it was like I guess this is on I'll watch this but now I'm just like we rarely even have time to sit together to watch anything because I'm usually working and sitting next to him and being like you watch what you want to watch and it's yeah. usually news or like sports and he's been putting that on for like at least two or three weeks every night. And I'm just like, what? I don't want to watch this with you. I don't what is going on. I'm so confused. He I've told you he watches old news episodes of like yeah. he has to catch up to them. And I'm like, he'll put something on and I'll be like, wait, that that's that happened. thing. I thought this happened. And he's like, Oh, this is from, you know, a week and a half ago. And I'm like, what the f watching this? Watch the current one so you know the current things. What is going on in my house? The current things will catch you up on the non-current things. Exactly. Back to our show and Phoebe and her boring sex issues. Yeah, so she finally comes in to find Joey and turns off the rabbi playing the guitar. And she's like, oh my god, we finally had sex. And she tells the story and Joey's basically like, you got him to sleep with you and agree that he never has to call you again and you he thinks that this he's got you thinking that this is a great idea 
and she's her face as she as he's talking just like slowly like oh. <laughs> stinks yeah that she is so proud of herself for having to beg for sex basically and then being like you don't have to call me or anything but also this doesn't really like age very well because women are allowed to have sex and women are allowed to just like initiate and it doesn't have to wait on him like you can just anyway no the whole storyline is stupid the whole thing's yeah dumb. yeah let's get to the good stuff already god uh, this episode. Yeah. the coffee shop at night except she shuts off the lights and does not lock the door which is creepiest creeperson move of all time like you lock the door before anything yep if you're the last one to close you lock the door did you notice there's a florist across the street? No, I did not. This is the first time I saw the neon sign. I love how Ross barges in. And the first thing he says is, I didn't get a cat. It's killing me. He's so dopey. He's so dopey. He's just like, I didn't get a cat. And oh my God, the f- this fight between them is so charged. I got goosebumps and I've seen it like 800 times. And I was just like, I know. The acting. It's so good. Okay, the whole thing about this scene is that the director does such a good job with the, like, the lighting and the mood. Like, they're both wearing black. The lights are dark. Like, everything is, like, really moody. And it sets the scene for, like, this just anger like angrily charged sexual attention because they're both so mad at each other like ross is mad at her for having feelings that he didn't know about and she's mad at him for like never telling her that he had feelings and her finding out later and so there's all this like resentment built with like their love it's so plus in real life they kind of loved each other I know. I know. That's the whole thing. It's like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, dude, they actually are feeling some of this. Yeah, for sure. It's the chemistry is so real. It's so good. And when she's like, she says like, oh, go off and pretend to be happy or whatever. And he's like, oh, I've been doing it since the ninth grade. I've gotten pretty good at it. I was just like, oh, my God, everyone's in their feels. It's so intense. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets, like, so hostile. Yeah. Like, they just can't handle it. Then the the only way they have to, like, get the feelings out is to lash out like that. Mm -hmm. And so he finally, like, Ross finally storms out and she just, like, locks the doors and then, like, immediately breaks down and starts crying. Mm -hmm. And... Like, at that moment, like, you just, like, feel her release so hard. She's just, Mm -hmm. like, she's been keeping it all in. She's been trying to keep it together. She's been trying to move on. And she just, like, can't anymore. Yeah. And then she pulls it together. And turns around. And and she sees that he was watching her the whole time. Like, that whole breakdown. That he never actually left. Mm. Ugh. And it's raining. Oh, God. And I lo- I just love that they added, uh, like, a comedic break in there where she can't get the door open. It, you you need it because the yeah. tension is too much. so much. It's like, it, much. like they're staring at each other as she's unlocking each one. And you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then 
she can't get the last one open. It's like, oh, thank God. I know. But also hurry up. Oh, my God. Open it. Open it. Oh, my God. And then they finally kiss for reals. I know. It's such a good kiss, too. It's so good. They both wanted it real bad. Yeah, they did. Yeah. My biggest issue, or my only issue with it, is she's got a diamond ring on her left ring finger. Oh, I didn't even notice. While they're kissing, her hands on his face, like, facing the camera, and it's just like, What the hell is that? I know. I think she was dating, what's his face, Joshua. Joshua. I do have a tidbit here. The producers wanted to use you 2 with or without you as the background clip for this. Um, or the background song, but there wasn't enough time for them to get the necessary rights. And so instead, they used a studio clip similar to the band's playing style. Um, and the actual song is played in the following episode. Yeah, I, I, I went back and like listened to it. And it's very like... Oh, yeah. But not quite the same. Do you want to know something really special? though yes. the song where that the, that is playing that like stupid studio song is the same song that is played in the beginning of the one with the morning after and also in the last one part two when Rox and rachel have their final on-screen kiss really that's yeah. the, the same studio the same yeah that's sweet yeah <laughs> oh it's so good god damn it <laughs> what's gonna happen next i know julie's still in the picture uh, what about the cat well they didn't get the cat so thank goodness but uh julie julie what about julie <laughs> <laughs> i do know that i think we have an episode coming soon oh i know we still have the tag but we have an episode coming soon where monica makes jam and i do like when she's like really untethered making her jam because she has like nothing going on in her life she goes to the docks to get fruit at like four in the morning we still have the tag sorry Um, unless you have anything else there no no i'm good oh that was emotionally draining to even go through that there should have just left no tag well speaking of emotionally draining (laughs) uh, monica comes to get chandler up at 6 30 in the morning because he's got one pound to go and Monica is dancing around, like, calling him fat boy. <laughs> Insufferable. Not only would I fire her as my trainer, but also probably as my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're done. I love, though, how Chandler just immediately, like, reverses his strategy. He's not going to fight it anymore. He's just going to lean in and be- talk about how hard it's been for her. Mm-hmm. It totally works. Which is so toxic as a friend. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just like, <laughs> this is awful. But he just, like, totally breaks her down. (laughs) And she's like, I guess I could take a nap. (laughs) And he's just like, okay, Okay. you can stay here, okay. Okay. And then he just starts dancing, like ballet. (laughs) Which, by the way, that little snippet of music is from the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies from Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker. I think that he can pull off a robe like not many people can. It really suits him. No, he looks like he lives in it. I know. I guess that's a bad thing. (laughs) But like, you know, like a plaid, like kind of a dingy plaid robe. Like he can, it's really believable. Yeah. I feel like when I wear my robe, it's not that believable. 
I agree. I also have like a pretty, a pretty like golden girlsy robe. It's like this like ugly pink mauve color. Oh, it's this... literally a golden robe. Yeah. Well, that's my winter robe. Oh, I have two robes too. Yeah, I have a summer robe. I have a, I have a lightweight and a dark yeah. and a dark weight. <laughs> dark times. Um, oh, no, man. this one. This is one that like Ellie got for me for Christmas one year when she was like three, and it's really really soft, but it's superbly ugly. And but it's very warm, so I wear it. But I feel like an imposter when I wear it. Oh yeah, I so Court's mom really wanted to buy me a robe as like my to like take to the hospital, and then I did end up wearing it a lot postpartum. But it was like depression, and now sometimes when I wear it, I'm like, this is really triggering. This robe, <laughs> like, not only does it not like I feel like an imposter, but it's also kind of like. I wore this a lot at a time where it was like Hard. I wasn't in a great space. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of and it. I'm, I know. I thought about it. It's like a nice one, but I'm just like, mm, I don't really want this anymore. No, get rid of it. Yeah. My favorite robe that I have is just black. Actually, it's the one that I got for my for when Ellie was born. And it's just like thin and black. And goes past my knees. Yeah. It's very like, it's just like a piece of fabric that goes around that I can wear anytime, yeah. anywhere. And it's like something that you could put a, over a bathing suit. Get a plaid one and just lean in. Just do the Chandler. <laughs> I don't know that I could pull it off is the problem. You totes could. That, do it. That's almost upsetting that you feel so confident about it. You look good in plaid. It's like if I get a plaid robe, though, it's like when you get a new pair of Converse or or like a shoe with a white sole. It's like embarrassing to wear it until it's like really dirty. You have to like go walk in the mud immediately. So I'd have to really like beat it up. You know, they stonewash jeans with like rocks in the washer. I'd probably have to do that. (laughs) Like put some barbed wire in the washer. This episode was so good. It was so good. I was emotionally charged watching it. I was surprised that I got goosebumps. Every time. Every mm. time. Yeah, there's a reason I can't watch the second half of the finale because I just can't take this emotion. I know. I can't take it. I'm really excited about the next episode to figure yeah. out what happens next. Me too. And we're almost done with Julie. So that's a good thing. Thank God. Sorry, Julie. <laughs> You're done. You done, Jules. You done. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I think we're done. I think we're done. This is a good one. I love you. I love you too. Bye, Bye friends. friends. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.